This is Alan Seaborn from Winning at Home, and welcome to In Progress, a podcast about faith, life, and how we grow. And I know it's been a little while now, but this is my second time back in the studio after um, the shutdown, quarantine, whatever you want to call it. So it still feels a little bit strange for me. I got used to recording these things um, on my phone and trying to block out some of the background noise. So hopefully you're enjoying the uptick, well, not uptick, the serious improvement in quality. Uh, I enjoy recording in here a lot more than I do recording at home. So uh, hopefully you're enjoying that. And for this episode, I want to share a passage from Philippians chapter 4. And it's actually, um, I'm going to be covering a couple of verses that I've talked about in a previous episode. You know me, I didn't go back and see what episode that was because for some reason I don't think of that until I'm recording. Um, But I think that this passage and these couple verses um, that I shared about before, Philippians 4, 8, and 9, are really worth revisiting right now in the current context that we're living in with all of the anger and disagreement and frustration and it just feels like, now it doesn't especially feel this way when you're in person with people, but it feels this way when you're uh, watching TV, when you're online, when you're on social media. It just feels like everyone is is in, I don't even know, I don't want to say attack mode because I don't think that's quite right, but maybe defend mode and everyone is just ready to debate and argue and be frustrated and annoyed and write people off. And in that context, with that as the backdrop, I want to share something that Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4. Now, I want to let you know that there's, you know, like a lot of things where um, there's kind of some scholars that generally think one thing, there's never a hundred percent consensus. Uh, But for the most part, people who study the history of the book of Philippians, who study Paul's life, who look for clues in the text and try to figure it out, they think that Paul wrote um, the book of Philippians while he was under house arrest. And so, like I talked about in a previous episode about the armor of God, Paul would have been sitting chained most likely to a Roman soldier while he was writing this. And I tell you that because I want you to to understand that when he's talking about the things that he's talking about, he's not facing circumstances where everything has just finally lined up for Paul. Everything's going his way and things are just working out for him. That's not where he finds himself. If you find yourself in a situation right now, which I bet you do, I think we all do, where you would say, I really am not feeling like everything's just coming up roses for me. I think that's the phrase, right? Uh, Where you're not feeling like 
life is just going so smooth, so easy, so perfect. Man, it's just, it's the dream, right? Everything's going my way. If you can't say that, which I think is probably all of us who can't say that, then we need to understand Paul was in an even tougher than that situation. And he writes this, Philippians chapter 4. This is starting in verse 4. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. And when I read through that passage, and as you hear me read through that passage, maybe it's one that's familiar to you. Maybe that's the first time you've heard that. But I highlighted and gave some background on what Paul was actually dealing with because obviously what he's writing about and and kind of encouraging the Philippians um, to have as their perspective on life is in unbelievable contrast to the actual circumstances that he was facing. And if you know Paul's life and his story, you know that this wasn't really out of the normal ebb and flow of what his life looked like after he became a follower of Jesus. He was constantly being um, harassed and chased out of town and people trying to kill him, people trying to arrest him. And he, he just went through a lot of tough stuff. And that guy is writing, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. He's writing, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then the line, and I've talked about this kind of stuff quite a bit throughout um, the coronavirus shutdown and and kind of what we do when circumstances are bringing us the opposite of peace. He writes, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. I've talked about it as the peace of God, which doesn't make sense, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so what Paul is doing here is he's writing and encouraging the Philippians to not let 
circumstances dictate how they're doing in life. To not let circumstances dictate whether or not they can find peace. Because we know, and I've talked about this before, that if peace is circumstance-based, then our peace is going to come and go based on how things are going for us in the moment. And by the way, even if things are going good for us compared to what our plan would have been a month previously, as soon as things start to go, you know, as soon as we get kind of what we've wanted, we find ourselves starting to want more. And what Paul knows and what we know from experience is that if we're chasing after peace that's based on circumstances, if we're chasing after peace that's based on, okay, there's not conflict going on in my marriage or in my family, Um, there's nothing I have to worry about financially, all the bills are paid on time, actually income is going great right now, Uh, all the cars are working great, nothing's broken down on the car or the house or whatever, Uh, my job's stable. If that's where peace comes from, then all that needs to happen to throw that all out of whack is something goes wrong. And Paul, in the midst of a a situation and a circumstance where he's under house arrest, in other words, things have already gone wrong, he's writing about this. And he he gives this list, and this is the the two verses that I've done a, a recording on in the past. He gives this list of all these things to turn our focus toward, to think about. Because he knows in the midst of tough stuff, it is so easy for our minds to get stuck in this negative loop, to get stuck in this just thinking over and over and over and over again about how things are going bad, about what went wrong, or in a, th- in a frustrating situation that just feels insane, we can think about the things that might go wrong. And then we can convince ourselves that these things are going to go wrong. And Paul says, instead of that, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And then he says this line that I I want to encourage all of us to aspire to. He says, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, Put it into practice. Now, that's a tough thing to think of trying to apply to ourselves, right? That we could be, like Paul was, living in such an example that we could tell people, hey, the stuff that you've watched me do or heard me talk about or you, you know, 
what you learned from me, just do that. And when you do that, you'll be following after God. I want to encourage all of us in a time where people just seem to be naturally drawn quicker to conflict, to confrontation, to frustration, to fighting and arguing and debating. Instead, to to try to seek to be people like Paul here who could say, hey, follow my example in the midst of this. And he's not saying follow me. He's not saying follow my example because everything that I do naturally is just great. He's saying follow what I'm doing because I'm following after God. And I want to encourage all of us in a time when tensions are high, people are frustrated, things are just, just feel off, feel anxiety-filled, feel frustration and tension-filled. Um, we, as followers of Christ, have an opportunity to let people see peace that transcends all understanding. Peace that doesn't make sense. Peace that isn't circumstance-based in our lives because it's, it's found in God. And we have a chance to be people who set an example, who can say, hey, I'm doing what I can. I'm doing everything I can to look like Jesus to respond the way that he would want me to respond. And if you base how you handle things on how I'm living, uh, you're going to look a little bit more like Jesus. That right there is a really, really, really high calling. And it's a really, really, really high calling that we probably all live up to some of the time right? You could say, hey, in that one situation, the way I responded to that one person when I was in a pretty good mood, uh, if you respond that way, you'll be, you know, you'll be following after, you'll be obedient to, uh, to God's calling on your life. But I want to encourage all of us and I want to challenge myself to take a look at where that's not the case, where we're responding we're reacting out of what's going on in our, in our own lives, in our own heads, based on our own circumstances, instead of letting uh, this peace that doesn't make sense in the, the words that Paul uses, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I'll tell you what our world needs right now is to see peace, is to see people who are living out of this peace that doesn't make sense. And when they see that, they're going to be drawn and say, what's going on there? And we have an opportunity to share about what God, in spite of circumstances, is doing in our lives. 
when we do that, we'll have a great chance to point people toward him and we'll be honoring him with our lives, with our reputation, with our testimony. And I want to encourage all of us to work toward that, to work toward letting this peace that passes all understanding be at work in our lives so that we can get to the point of saying like Paul, hey, watch how I'm living because I'm letting God do his thing in my life. I'm not, I'm not deciding how I react based on circumstances. I'm deciding how I react, trying to be more and more and more faithful to him. And we'll get a chance to point people to him. That's what we want our lives to be all about and a great chance, doesn't feel like it, but a great chance to practice that is when circumstances aren't going perfect. So I want to encourage all of us to try that right here, right now, in the midst of real life.